Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategists. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. In order to create more wealth and be able to hang on to it, you must first work on yourself. Specifically, you must stretch your capacity. Your capacity is your ability to be able to handle the emotional ups and downs of investing and not let it get the best of you. It's your ability to be able to handle when things go massively for the good on the upside and your ego doesn't get out of control. Your heart doesn't get greedy and twisted. On the other side of that, you are certainly going to have times over the next several decades of your investing life where some of your assets will see some gut-wrenching, steep drops in value. This type of event happened to me last week, and I had the single largest drop in a 24-hour period than I've ever had prior. What I'm most proud of is that it didn't affect my mood, my joy, my spirit, nor did I do anything stupid or hasty like sell out. I simply accepted that this volatility is what I signed up for, and it's the price I have to pay for incredible gains. In today's episode, I walk you through what happened and how to prepare yourself. Ultimately, my goal is for my portfolio to swing by millions and not hundreds of thousands. So I'd like to someday see my portfolio drop a million overnight and wake up and live a joyful, purpose-filled day. Of course, I'll want to do everything I can to avoid that event, but the absolute certainty is that if you grow a large enough portfolio, that will inevitably happen. So I don't think this episode is one that you want to miss. Let's get it going. All right. Welcome back to the Indestructible Wealth Show. You know, I had to really exercise some personal development because I just did this episode and recorded it and like let it rip and you know, I got these, these, I got this lighting, you know, professional lighting, like hitting me right now. And it's kind of hot. We haven't turned the AC on. It's like 73 degrees outside, beautiful day, but we just, we're not going to fire up the AC, AC yet. Cause it's, it's Michigan. I mean, it could drop down to 40 degrees like tomorrow and it probably will actually, I think it is on the weather report. So anyways, I, I, I lay it all out. I, I give you guys an awesome episode and then I go to like log out and, I never hit the record button. <laughs> WTF or I thought I hit it. I swear I hit it. And now here we are. I'm doing it all over again. I got it. I'm just, you know what? That was a good practice round. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at that as a practice round because now I'm going to deliver you guys two times, three times, you know what? Let's 10 exit. I'll give you guys 10 times more value on this run than I did on the practice run that didn't record so this episode is all about how I lost $100,000 overnight last week. Now, some people say overnight, and that could mean like over the course of a month, two months, three months, four months, a year. But when I use the term overnight, I mean over the night. Like essentially, I go to bed and I wake up in the next morning and I got, I got breakfast on my mind, okay? But uh, I also had a $100,000 loss on my mind. So let's talk to you guys about what happened and why I'm okay with it. 
So you could probably guess too what happened and what asset class this was in because it's very volatile. So that's cryptocurrency. If you guessed it, you're right. It had a very significant, I wouldn't say very, you know, for crypto, 20, 25% correction in a short period of time is not actually significant. Significant would probably be, you know, 40, 50% or more. In fact, uh, crypto went down like 80% in the last um, bull bear market cycle. It had a really insane run up, you know, Coinbase, the exchange that you can go purchase your cryptocurrency on and sell them. It's a public exchange now. It went, they, they had their IPO or initial public offering. So that's essentially they took the company, which was private and generating, you know, you know, boat tons, shit tons of cash. And they took it to the marketplace and they listed it and it went public. Well, what happened was that caused a a lot more eyes on cryptocurrency and almost created it to be more of a mainstream acceptance. It's still probably considered a pretty alternative asset class, although the amount of news media coverage is exponentially increasing, especially with Bitcoin and its parabolic run-up. So we had this really cool run-up, insane, it just has a correction. And this is part of the what we call it's par for the course in cryptocurrency. In other words, is to be expected. Now, in the past, I probably would have cared a lot and it may have ruined my day or my week or my month or maybe longer, right? But to be honest, I didn't really care that much. I mean, I cared a bit. Like, it's not that pleasant to have uh, $100,000 of your net worth disappear in a 24-hour period of time. But Okay, I've set myself up mentally and emotionally that I'm embracing it and expecting it because that, my friends, is the price you have to pay to get these huge run-ups is that you have to be prepared that they're going to equally go down just as fast. Now, there's very few investments that are out there that are going to experience this kind of huge swings in price in short periods of time early stage technology companies do have some price swings similar to this, but not quite this drastic and especially not across the entire market, like all of cryptocurrency, the entire market. Like there wasn't a, I don't think there was a coin. Maybe there was like two coins that were unscathed throughout this, uh, this draw. I don't even think any got away from uh, a drop in price. So small size technology stocks can swing quite like this. This is why I love investing into small cap stocks because I can get incredible run-ups or bet what we call asymmetric. We've talked about this concept before where the downside is significantly less than the upside, or let's put it another way. The upside is significantly greater than the potential downside or loss that you can experience. And crypto is an extremely volatile asset class, primarily because it's still in its infancy. And there's a general, you know, very huge lack of understanding of the underlying blockchain technology that supports the cryptocurrency, you know, the, the underlying blockchain projects are, are the usage of those and the value of those right now are very, very hard to determine. And so translation, people are speculating and they're speculating big time. 
So this volatility is, you know, it's what it's painful and also what makes it so amazing. You know, the only way to make fast parabolic gains in an asset class is, it, is that it really has to be risky. Now, there's some people that may, may disagree with that and be like, well, you know, I can make big gains and I'm, I know what I'm doing and I'm an expert in making these types of picks and it's not risky for me. And that's very true for some, some people that are, that are uh, extreme experts, but even they, they can't escape the, the volatility. And just, they, there's nobody smart enough to be able to time in and out on investments, you know, perfectly. So they're going to, everybody's going to, going to have it. They're not going to be able to escape it. As a general rule, you know, the lower the RRI, the safer, more stable the investment. For example, put your money in the bank and see what kind of return you get. Now that's very considered very safe, right? And predictable rate of return. Uh, it's probably one of the more, probably the most safest that you can get because your your money in your bank is guaranteed and insured by the United States government. Mine got what? 0.01 interest rate. So I was so excited, you know, last week when the uh, 50 cent interest payment the other day hit my bank account. That was awesome. I'm, I'm kidding. It was awful. Like that's, that's crazy. And to think that there's other countries where they're in a negative interest rate environment, that means that they, the savers, the savers are putting their money in the bank and they they have to pay the bank to, to hold their money. Is that crazy? Never before in the history of humanity, 10,000 year history of humanity as a saver put money into any sort of holding type of tank and it's got they had to pay somebody else to hold their money that's not ever the way it's worked and where that's where we're that's where we're at so the savers are being punished the borrowers are actually the ones who are coming out on the better side of this equation that's why I talked to you guys about good quality debt responsible debt is so important right now because you're able to take out debt at extremely low levels of interest and leverage it into much higher rates of return. It's incredible. So you just got to know how to play the game. The rules are different now. You got to know how to play the game. My incredibly safe and stable whole life and cash value insurance policy provides me what? 4%, 5%. You know, it's very boring. It's very predictable. I'm even bored just talking about it right now. Like it's, I want to, like it makes me fall asleep thinking about a safe, stable four or 5%, you know, rate of return. God, help me. But it's proven itself for over a hundred years and counting, you know, they don't go out of business. They got so much cash. These insurance companies are just freaking cash cows. So for that safe, stable return on investment, I don't have much you know, volatility, but I don't really earn that much on it. But it's the foundation of my plan. It protects me from myself and it gives me liquid funds that if I need to tap for any emergency or for uh, an incredible opportunity to invest into something that's gone on sale, for example, maybe prices have dropped and I can grab that money quickly and I can, and I can buy and strike quickly and uh, make, you know, buy things at discounts. That's how you that's how you create wealth. You buy things at great, great quality assets at great prices. You know, real estate rentals, those can get you a solid 10 to even 20% returns. However, for that increased yield, you also carry the risk of several events happening. You know, the roof can collapse. Your foundation can start to buckle. The tenant not paying and having to be evicted. You know, three years ago, 
we had a deep freeze winter. It was crazy insane. 30 degrees below zero. Pipes were bursting all over the place in Indianapolis. I think we had like, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like 30 or 40. I think it was like 10 burst pipes in our properties because it just was too prolonged in terms of the, the freeze, right? That was expensive on some properties, right? The floods. And then look at look at COVID. Look what happened last year, March. COVID hits, lockdowns hit, government starts putting mandates in. You can't evict people during the pandemic, you know? And so people took advantage of that. And then the CDC comes along. I don't know how the fuck the Centers for Disease Control have the authority or jurisdiction to tell a landlord that they cannot evict somebody. I don't, I don't understand how they feel that they have the right to do that. That doesn't make any sense. That's overstepping their bounds. In fact, there are several judges that cited against the CDC on uh, properties in Indianapolis. So we've seen it happen and play out where they <laughs> they overstep their bounds, right? But uh, that can happen. The government can get all crazy. And so we couldn't evict people that weren't paying. So our, our income on that investment was disrupted. You could get a hailstorm. You know, you got you could have insurance to cover it, but you still got deductibles. So there's a lot of things that can happen and, and including real estate's not a liquid asset. So you can't sell it immediately on the open market like you could stocks or bonds or crypto. I mean, you want to sell crypto right now, you could log on, you know, at midnight and you can sell it on the open market. You can liquidate it fast. So there is a risk of the asset in real estate not being liquid too. That, that, that does carry some level of risk. It take, could take you a few months to get your money out of a specific property if you want to get it sold at the right price. Expected return that you're going to, you know, you want to get at. You want to be able to, to put yourself in the position to get. You know, there's, there's crypto projects that have hit insane returns. Bitcoin was trading at, guys, get this, 3425, 3425 in 2018. And two weeks ago, it hit over 63,000. Now, as I as I record this, it's down to like low 50,000, right? So it, it dropped 20% in, in a few days. But that's still, you know, that's moving up 20 times or 2,000% in less than three years. If you trace Bitcoin back since seven years ago, I mean, it's multiple thousands of that. So there are projects that have hit, you know, even higher returns than that. Ethereum, my favorite crypto project by far, was trading at $9 in April of 2016. As I write this, hit a new all-time high of $25.35. That's a 28,000% gain. And you know what? You know, it's funny. Okay, so I wrote this this morning, uh, I don't know, 8, 8 a.m. And here we are, I'm recording this at 3 p.m. And it's up another $100 per coin. So... That means that, so it's like 2635. So that means you're at like a 30,000% gain if you bought in at nine. Crazy, right? That would turn every $1,000 into $280,000 in five years. I'm currently invested in a large self-storage project. We're based on the past decade and 110 similar project that this team has done. These guys are good. The worst they ever returned their investors was 10%. That's the worst they've ever done. And that was only because they had, they bought something and then sold it really quick because they found a buyer right away. 
you know, those returns that are expected are about 25% per year. That's what I'm expecting based on their past performance. Now, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I know that the market can shift, things can happen, but I'm banking on the fact that they've done 110 deals like this before successfully, that they're going to be able to replicate it again. And that would double my money in five years from now, you know, and I'm extremely excited about those kind of returns. That's a, that's over a hundred percent return on investment in five year period. And then, but crypto got 200, uh, 28,000% gain. That's crazy, right? Now I didn't catch any of those insane gains. I bought Ethereum when it was at like $500 per coin. I think my buy-in price was like 569. So my return on investment is just a paltry 500% in four months. Now I'm kidding about the paltry part, right? It's, uh, it's not paltry at all. That's incredible. And I'm more than ecstatic about that. You know, am I kicking myself for not buying it back in $9 when I listen to the Mike Dillard podcast? You know, one of my favorite podcasts on entrepreneurship and investing. And he and his guest speaker, Tika Tawari, adamantly told the listeners to buy it. Of course. I got, why didn't I listen to them? I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't act. I had other things going and I just didn't take the time to do it. I didn't believe that it was possible. I, you know what? I didn't believe it was, I probably didn't believe it was possible for me to get those kind of outsized returns. I think that only happens for everybody else, <laughs> people that are just super duper lucky gamblers, right? There's nothing I can do to change the past. I can only change my mindset. I can only change my beliefs about what's possible. I can only position myself for the future right now. And with that, I've got to be willing to take on the risk and the volatility to hit the big gains. And if you want to take a stab at these big gains, then you need to be mentally and emotionally prepared for what you're getting into. You need to be prepared to potentially lose it all. Not, a, I don't mean all, all your portfolio. Like, okay, no, I'm not saying that. I just mean lose it all, whatever you put in these riskier asymmetric bets and you got to be prepared for that and be okay with that now chances of it going to zero if you spread out you know your your funds into different coins especially if you've got bitcoin and ethereum i mean it's almost i think it's almost impossible at this point in this stage of the game with the mass adoption and the amount of institutions that are and companies that are now buying into bitcoin and ethereum i, I don't think that's possible for it to go to zero and correct. And when I mean correct, I mean like correct, correct. Like it's going to drop big, right? I want, so that's why I want to urge you to make sure that you do this responsibly. You know, I know a few guys who have all their money or like uh, most of their money in crypto and they're like talking this big game. They're expecting multi-million dollar gains in portfolios. And look, I mean, that's entirely possible that they do that. I think they're really fucking stupid to put this much of their portfolio into a highly speculative asset class like this. It is highly likely that we will see some major crashes over the next five years and predicting when they will happen is next to impossible. The key to building indestructible wealth, you guys, is asset allocation. You want to be invested in a mix of ultra-safe conservative investments with some mid-range risk-taking and then some, some real volatile asymmetric bets on new technologies that can get you big jumps in wealth, but if they don't work out, your life and your happiness are not disrupted. Guys, that is the key 
to investing is that you never want to risk your current lifestyle for a better one. It's not worth it. Seldom does that work out in one's favor to approach investing like that. The wealthy, what do we talk about the wealthy do? They think safety first, right? They invest their money into safe, secure, conservative investments that create rents, dividends, royalties, and passive cash flow income. They take that, a portion of that cash flow that's coming in, and they take percentage, not all of it generally, they take a percentage of that and they put that into higher risk asymmetric bets, asymmetric things that have huge upside and, and not as much downside as they do the upside. I want to encourage you guys to get some exposure to the cryptocurrency game. Get some exposure in this market. If you're not sure where to start, get Bitcoin and Ethereum. I don't, I don't see how you could go wrong with either of those two. They're, they're going to be around. Bitcoin is a store of value that's starting to rival that of gold. And Ethereum is the leader in the DeFi, decentralized finance movement. So many projects are built on top of the Ethereum network. Uh, it's got usage. It's got extreme usage. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to see mass adoption as we move forward over the next few years. So those two projects are, in my view, where you would want to start and have a higher percentage of your total portfolio in crypto into those two. And then if you want to take some swings for the fences on some of the smaller altcoins, then, you know, do that. Just know that those are, are even riskier. They're even going to be more volatile, but they could also go parabolic as well. Stick to the plan, stay disciplined, follow the seven step strategic process that I've already taught you. And things are going to work out well for you. Things are going to work out very well. And you're going to be able to create what we call indestructible wealth. That's a wrap for this episode of the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. Before we part ways, I want to help you take advantage of two incredible tax saving strategies that could help you save a lot of money. All you have to do is leave me a five-star review, if I've earned it, and comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in. After you've done that simple step, just email me a screenshot at reviews at myindestructiblewealth.com and I'll send you everything you need to save money on your taxes for years to come. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on social media. Also, please share this podcast with anyone who's looking for guidance on their own wealth building journey. Until next time, Remember, our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.